podcast in the previous episode we heard how guru hargobin refused to leave the gwalior jail without the other rajas the other kings being freed as well so vizier khan heard this demand and then went back to convey this message to emperor jahangir jahangir when he heard this he was upset he didn't know what to do he realized that capturing and subduing these kings cost his forces a lot of men and so much money went into these campaigns if they were released they might start insurrections across the land causing troubles for his empire but on the other hand he was thinking that damn i really need guru hargobind out of jail otherwise i'm not safe i'll be cursed tigers will eat me in my sleep he had all of these thoughts so chapter 65 now begins with him thinking about what he's going to do he thought for some time and then told vizier khan vizier khan listen go back to gwalior bow down in front of guru hargobind tell him to bless us with his darshan his divine sight tell him that however many kings can hold on to his pleats of his jamma a jamma as discussed before was the traditional clothing worn during that time by royalty so however many kings can hold on to your pleats you may take those kings out but the rest must stay you may bless those kings and give them the gift of life so go vizir khan tell the guru this message make him happy and bring him here make him understand this is best and don't delay only have a few kings released during this so vizir khan heard this he bowed down to jahangir before mounting a very fine horse to head back to gwalior he went very quickly he got to the fort but when he got there he first bathed he put on some new clothes to show respect for guru hargobind then when he got in front of the guru he bowed down he clasped his hands together and said oh graceful merciful protector of the meek guru hargobind you may take some kings out with you however many can hold on to your pleats are allowed to be free so vizir khan then told the jailers and the police there that this was the order this was the command from jahangir and that when they reached outside of the fort that they should cut the chains around the jailed king's feet so guru hargobind heard this order from jahangir and understood the cunning nature of this request so immediately he sent somebody to make a new jamma a new tunic to be worn when he left the fort it was auburn in color auburn is a tawny in english they call it it's kind of a reddish brown color According to oral tradition this jamma is kept at Gurdwara Sri Chola Saheb in the village Kurani in Ludhiana district a simple google search and you'll find some images of the parent jamma uh, Chola is also called that Guru Hargobind wore when he left the fort so they brought more fabric of the same color for Guru Hargobind's dastar which was embroidered on both sides very beautifully he had a tied a beautiful page a page is another band of fabric worn over on top of the dastar which looks so glorious on his jamma though it had 50 pleats attached to it and two beautiful strands on the front of it these strands are usually worn usually tied up on the front to hold the fabric in place 
On Guru Hargobind's Dastar, he had a beautiful tiara, also called a jiga, which glistened from all the diamonds on it. Around Guru Hargobind's ears, he had beautiful round earrings. And around his wrists, he had beautiful bracelets. The Guru's wide eyes had such a beautiful sight. His arms were large and thick and strong like an elephant's trunk. And around his arms, he had these gems attached to them as well. Around his neck, he had a very large necklace made from pearls and jewels which sparkled. On his hand, he had some rings which were embedded with diamonds and gems which looked so glorious on his beautiful body. He also had a very expensive silk cloth around his shoulders which was very finely embroidered. He had a large shamsher sword which looked as if it was a large and vicious tiger. He was also strapped with a shield which was bedecked in gold as well. The Guru's quiver was also embroidered in gold stitching and Guru Hargobind was holding a very large and heavy vicious bow. He then put on his beautiful shoes and then started to get up. The jailed kings heard that Guru Hargobind was taking off. They quickly got up and headed towards the Guru. They were so happy that they might be released. But they were so beaten down, they were injured, they were tired, they were dirty, malnourished. They had very heavy chains attached to their feet so they couldn't walk very fast. Guru Hargobind saw them and said to all of them loudly, Everyone, grab one pleat. So they all immediately frantically tried to grab one. Guru Hargobind had to calm them down. So all the 50 pleats were now being held, but there were two remaining jailed kings who didn't have anything to hold on to. These two clasped their hands together and they cried out so loudly saying, Please, please do not leave us, Guru Hargobind. The jailers saw that the pleats had all been held and that these two kings were left. So they started to head towards these kings and beat them back saying, You know, what will you hold on to? You cannot leave. You're out of luck. Such is your fate. So go back to jail. There's nothing else to hold on to. These kings were, as they were being beaten back, cried out to Guru Hargobind again saying, Please, Guru, give us the gift of life. There is no other protector besides you. We are helpless. You are the helper of the helpless. Please be merciful to us. Guru Hargobind heard this. He looked over. He saw their pain and was very compassionate towards them. He yelled to them loudly saying, Listen, there are two strands on the front of, my, of this jama. Come and hold on to them. The kings heard this. They were overjoyed. They immediately came they held those strands. So the entire jail now was emptied out. And Guru Hargobind then slowly started to set off. There was a great amount of people surrounding Guru Hargobind. So they were traveling very slowly. Whoever was around, whoever had heard what was going on, came to see the spectacle. They came running. They saw Guru Hargobind with the jailed kings, how they were holding on to his jamma to get out of the jail. They were all saying, Blessed, blessed are you, Guru Hargobind, such a great helper of the poor who would not hold on to your sanctuary. You save people in this life and in the next, giving them bliss and taking away all their pains. So a great amount of people were watching this, seeing them slowly, slowly move to the exit of the jail. The onlookers all had their hands clasped and bowed down. And people conceptualize this feat according to their own perception and understanding. So some thought that this event was just like Raja Janak from Indic mythology who had brought out all the people from hell 
or like how Krishna freed 16,000 women from the demons, or like when Krishna defeated Jarasan to release the jailed kings, or like when Ramchandra defeated Ravan and released all the prisoners there in Lanka, including the king of heaven Indra. So in the same way, Guru Hargobind, the grantor of liberation, had released these kings from jail, saving them from great pains. So this is how the onlookers were thinking about this great spectacle. These kings, though, were in such bad shape. They had lice, their hair was totally unkept, their scalps were all super dry, they didn't have any oil. They were all wearing really old and tattered, dirty clothes. They were all ripped. They couldn't even cover all of their body. They had these large and heavy chains around their feet. So they were moving really slowly. But who else but the determined Guru Hargobind could save such people? These kings who were locked up in solitary confinement without their families, their wives, they were experiencing great pain in that jail which was on top of a mountain, which was impenetrable. Nobody could get into that jail if they tried. They lost all hope that they would be released. But who else but the determined Guru Hargobind could save these kings? Jahangir had gone throughout the lands in the subcontinent, conquering different states. The presence of the Mughal Empire expanded greatly during that time. Nobody could stand in front of that Mughal army in battle. His army would decimate all. The strength of the empire expanded and thus had captured all these stately kings. But who else but the determined Guru Hargobind could save such kings? So Guru Hargobind then reached the gate of the jail and walked out. Thousands of people were on the other side. They had come quickly to see this spectacle. So they were outside of the jail watching this all happen now. There was a massive crowd of people and they all bowed down to Guru Hargobind. They were all reciting praise of Guru Hargobind, saying, He is the Band Khalasi, he's the breaker of bondage, saying, Who but you, Guru Hargobind, could perform such a feat? You've held onto your true nature as the cherisher of the poor. Guru Hargobind looked glorious here, decked out in jewelry and weapons. He was so tall, he was towering over everybody else behind him. He was standing outside the fort now. And they had called a metal worker now to cut off the chains of these kings. And after the chains were cut from their feet, the kings were overjoyed. It was just like how Guru Hargobind with grace removes the bondages of karam, of karma, from his Sikhs. And they enter a state of bliss. So the whole world got to see this metaphor play out in real life after Guru Hargobind released these kings when they came into his sanctuary. So the main jailer, Hardas, he was ecstatic as well. He looked at Guru Hargobind and said to him, Guru Hargobind, I want to live with you. I don't want to stay here in the fort anymore either. Please give me some service to do so I may make my life useful. So Guru Hargobind, looking gracefully at Hardas, blessed him and told him, take all the kings, bring them with you to Dili. We are going to go ahead on horseback, quickly. Jahangir has been waiting for some time. But you should watch over all the kings and slowly head towards Delhi on foot. Saying this, Guru Hargobind then took off on a very fine horse with Vizir Khan, with some group of six as well, Jetha, Prana, etc. They all were traveling in a line. Guru Hargobind was adorned with weapons, looking like a vicious tiger. Such a sight 
the author Sun Tuoxing says, he is forever a sacrifice too. The author concludes here in the section of Ras 4, remarking the grace of the Guru greatly bestowed on him this effort to shed light on these beautiful stories of the Guru, which by reading or listening, all of one's sins are destroyed. So this is how chapter 66 and Ras number 4 concludes. If you want to learn more about the organizational structure of the Suraj Prakash, check out surajpodcast.com. Click the tab about Suraj Prakash. You'll see how the text is divided into 22 sections. When Ras number 5 starts off, in the next episode, we'll be covering the Mongols, the invocations that the author Santok Singh writes before beginning this new section. He begins by praising the saints of the world, then his poetic and creative inspiration, the goddess Saraswati, then Akal Purk, the divine, then ten gurus, and concludes with a small request to all the six of old and present to bless him with the ability to beautifully tell these stories of the gurus. Following these invocations, we'll continue on with the stories of Guru Hargobind as he heads into Delhi to meet with Emperor Jahangir again. So that's where we'll pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangla Charan Patreon page. <laughs> 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 <laughs>